holidays are always such a mess. That's ridiculous. <laughs> money, money, money. Keep the change, you filthy animals. Some people, they just lose sight of what's important in life. We must stop this whole thing. What? You sit on a throne of lies. Is there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? Sure, Charlie Brown. I can tell you what Christmas is all about. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. Happy birthday! One thing about trains. It doesn't matter where they're going. What matters is deciding to get on. Well, we've spent the last few weeks looking and seeing how some Christmas movies can remind us or point to the original Christmas story. And uh, we've looked at, uh, let's see, It's a Wonderful Life last week. We looked at Home Alone the week before. We looked at Elf. We looked at the Charlie Brown Christmas and we looked at all these stories, and as we looked at these stories, we saw that there were attitudes and there were actions that all point back to that original Christmas story, which Cindy talked about, which we read the story, which we see right here in the nativity scene. Now, if anybody wants to catch up, they, they can do that, uh, available online and also at guest services. Now, as we, as we think about this and we think about as we wrap things up and we think of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, it was interesting that each one of the characters that Cindy talked about, that she read the story about, each one of those had something to do. They had a place. In the greatest story ever told, they had a part. And when we think of Rudolph and we think of Rudolph starting out, we see that Rudolph doesn't belong and doesn't feel like he fits. And he finds some other people that feel like they don't fit. And I'm sure if we had talked to the shepherds and others before the Christmas story, that first Christmas unfolded, they would say, I have nothing to offer. I don't fit. I, they might have even thought as they looked at society and looked at who they were, how people looked at them, all those kinds of things, they might have even thought that they were misfits. And in Rudolph's world, he feels like he's a, a misfit. And then he comes upon an island filled with toys who think they are misfits. Halt! Who goes there? Us, of course. Who'd you think? Oh, well, then that's okay. Okay, who, may I ask, are you? We're Rudolph and Hermie and Yukon Cornelius, sir. Who are you? I'm the official sentry of the Island of Misfit Toys. A jack-in-the-box or a sentry? Yes, my name is... Don't tell me. Jack. No, Charlie. That's why I'm a misfit toy. My name is all wrong. No child wants to play with a Charlie in the box, so I had to come here. Where's here?
boys means a sack full of joys for millions of girls and for millions of boys when Christmas Day is to be a spotted elephant or a choo-choo with square wheels on your caboose or a water pistol and shoot jelly we're all misfits how would you like to be a bird that doesn't fly i swim or a cowboy who rides an ostrich or a little boat that can't stay afloat we're all misfits if we're on the island of unwanted toys You know, all of us, no matter where we come from, no matter whether we're new to faith, whether we're skeptical about faith, uh, whether we would say we're, we're solid when it comes to faith, no matter who we are, there's been times where we've all felt like we don't belong, that we're misfits. Just like Rudolph and his friends, just like the toys on that island. But Christmas is to remind us that there actually is a God, opens the possibilities that there actually is a God that loves us, and no matter what our background, no matter what we've done, no matter what we haven't done, no matter where we're at in life, there's a God that loves us and loves us where we're at in the moment, and he accepts us. Very familiar verse to many of us is this, John 3.16 says, This is how much God loved the world. He gave his son, his one and only son, and this is why. So that when no one need be destroyed, but by believing in him, anyone can have a whole and lasting life. And the idea here is that, again, no matter where we're at, no matter who you are, no matter what you've done, no matter whether you feel like you fit in faith, religion, whatever you want to say it is, God says, I love you so much that I sent my son to be born in a little manger and to give his life so that you and I can have a whole and continually lasting life. Beginning now, bits and pieces, and then throughout eternity, forever. And it's interesting, verse 17, we read this Sunday morning, says this, God didn't go to all the trouble of sending his son merely to point an accusing finger, telling how bad the world or how the world is bad, bad it was. He came to help to put the world right again. You know, sometimes our, our experience, our thinking of God is that God just wants to judge us and point a finger at us, but that's exactly the opposite. He provided his son, he sent his son, so that we could be put right with him. And it's our choice to work that through with him so that we're put right with him, so we can walk in the here and now and walk into eternity with him. Jesus said this about himself. He said, I am the light that has come into the world 
so that all who believe in me won't have to stay any longer in the dark. He's come to open our eyes. That little baby would grow up to be a man. He'd grow up to be a man that gives his life for us, dies and rises again, so that we, you and I, wouldn't have to be in the darkness any longer. And it really doesn't matter who we are, like I said earlier. All of us have these moments. All of us get into trouble. All of us say the wrong thing in the wrong way at the wrong time. We mess things up. Sometimes it's intentionally. We're after somebody. Sometimes it just happens. And I like what the skit guys do with the wise men. As they talk about the wise men, you're going to see one wise man that, again, all of us probably can identify with. I thought you said we lost him. I found you all! <laughs> Thank goodness for that star. If it weren't for that star, I wouldn't have found you guys. <laughs> Pretty convenient that now you can read the stars. Oh no, just that big super bright one. I mean, it's like, blam! <laughs> but I'm still gonna need directions home. Can someone write that down for me? We don't have time for this. We're going to see the Messiah. Look at us, the four wise men. We're inseparable. More like insufferable. Speaking of suffering, my feet can't taste much more walking. It's been three years. We should have been home by now. You guys can blame me all day for losing those camels, but you all knew going into this that my double hitch knot needed a little work. <clears throat> Why don't we proceed in silence, reverent silence? in honor of the Messiah. Totally cool with that. Good. So, I was thinking about my gift. I mean, what baby needs white jade anyway, right? <laughs> We've been over this a thousand times. White jade represents his purity and goodness. The gold represents his royalty. The burning of frankincense reminds us that the aura of God is around us at all times, and the myrrh to anoint him as king of kings. Right, 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 just listen, listen, I think, I think I found a better gift. A gift that'll make everyone forget that I lost the white jade. You what? I mean, I think a gift that makes the white jade just look like nothing, a gift that's better than the white jade that I replaced. You replaced with what? The greatest gift of all. Oh yeah, wait for it, wait for it. Blam! Hummus! <laughs> you must be kidding. Do you mean you must be kidding? Because <laughs> I'm not. I'm not kidding at all. Hummus is delicious, okay? And and it's very, it's very symbolic. People unite together when they see hummus. Much like a savior. Okay, okay. This is my bad. This is on me. You guys go see the Messiah. I'll just stay here. I think that would be best. But at least you have a snack. Yeah. I just thought it just doesn't matter what 
we bring this little king. He doesn't need any of our gifts. I mean, you know, he's a savior. I mean, he's a, he's a gift to us. Maybe I was hoping he's bigger than all my mistakes. Yeah, I guess that's what I was hoping. All right, I'll see you guys later. Why are you doing that? Because I hope he's that kind of a savior too. Let's go. I wish someone had some pita bread. Ba-blam! You see, all of us put our lives, in a sense, at the feet of Jesus. And all of us fall short. But when we put our life at the foot of Jesus in a surrendered way, we can realize that God made life complete when I placed all the pieces before him, the good pieces, the bad pieces, all the pieces. When I got my act together, he gave me a fresh start. Paul, who didn't start off his life being a Christ follower, Paul, who was actually trying to stomp out Christianity, writes this. He says, For no one can ever be made right by God by doing what the law commands. Left to yourself, we can't do it. The law simply shows us how sinful we are. But now God has shown us the way to be made right with him without keeping the requirements of the law, as was promised in the writings of Moses and the prophets long ago. We are made right with God by placing our faith in Jesus Christ. And this is true for everyone who believes, no matter who we are. And some of us are still trying to get our mind around that. Some of us are still trying to say, is that a reality? Is that a possibility for today? Or is that just a nice story? It's nice to tell the kids. It's nice to add that piece. But it really doesn't have any relevance to me. Sometimes you and I, we look at our life and we say, wow, if there is a God, he absolutely forgot me. And the toys on Misfit Island felt the same way. Well, it's Christmas Eve, but looks like we're forgotten again. But Rudolph promised we'd go this time. Oh, guess the storm was too much for them. Might, might just as well go to bed and start dreaming about next year. I haven't any dreams left to dream. We'll never get off this island. Never. Wait a minute. What's that? Is it? Is it? It sure is. It's Santa. And look, Rudolph is leading the way. You can see his nose from here. Well, let's be on our way. Ready, Rudolph? Ready, Santa. Okay, Rudolph. Full power. Up, 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 Rudolph the 
red-nosed reindeer had a very shiny nose. And if you ever saw it, you would even say it glows. All of the other reindeer used to laugh and call him names. They never let poor Rudolph join in any reindeer game. Then one foggy Christmas Eve... You see, when it comes to our relationship with God, we're the Messiah's misfits in a sense. But he takes us. He takes us where we're at, how we are. And uh, you may be sure of yourself, but Paul says, but we, he's talking about the way he's thinking, but we live in the midst of frailties and uncertainties. You see, he sees his misfitness, and he realizes that in the Messiah, in that little baby born who would live his life and give his life for us, that it, it can be changed. Uh, he can be accepted as he's at. In James, we read, it was a happy day for him when he gave us our new lives, referring to that baby Jesus as he grew up and gave his life through the truth of his word. And we became, as it were, the first children in his new family. So this Christmas season, as we think and we've thought about how movies can point to truth from that original Christmas story, we all need to be reminded that no matter who we are, that offer of new life in Christ, that life beginning now, everlasting, is for all of us when we place our trust and belief in him. And then no matter how much we've messed up, no matter how much we'll mess up in the future, how many times we'll feel like misfits, we have to realize that that's okay with God. He understands. There's grace and mercy and love. Would you please pray with me? Gracious Heavenly Father, we celebrate an event that took place nearly 2,000 years ago, a little longer. We thank you for the gift of your son. We're thankful that he came willingly, that he wanted to live his life, experience what it's like to be a human being, and then to offer his life for us so that we can put the pieces of our life before him and watch him slowly put them back together. And we can experience that real life in the here and now and forever. So we thank you for that gift. And as we leave this place in just a few moments, we ask that we would leave with that joy and we'd leave with that reality that all began that night that seemed so silent. We ask all of this in Jesus' name, amen.